Hey, Chris Manning here from the Locked On Cavs podcast. Coming up on today's show, it's a replay of our Spotify green room session from Monday night. Um, it's a whole bunch of fun question and answers. It's a whole bunch of fun questions and interactions with you, the Locked On Cavs listener. Um, and we'll have a new way, a little tease here, of another new way for you guys to interact with us in the coming weeks that we're going to announce and roll out. And we're very, very excited about that. Uh, but today's show is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. Cavs need a three. Sexton works on Irving, trying to get loose. He'll fire. He knocks it down. Ground. Here goes Okoro to the bucket. And oh, my. Okoro throws it down. Ten seconds to go. Here comes Colin Sexton. Sexton, chased by Hill, off to Stevens. Oh, my! 45 ticks to go. That shot yes. is blocked by Nance. Get that big stuff out of here. Prince knocks down that hardened pass. Garland's there. Garland upstairs for no. Oh, look out! There you go. That's called team ball right there. But where do you want to start, buddy? I mean, let's 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 we'll do a proper intro. Oh my God, we got all this is popping. I bet you got some Knicks folks. I'm gathering oh, yeah. here. Yeah, because I, of Colin uh, Sexton. <laughs> because of Colin Sexton and um, Knicks fans, hello! Thank you for recently following us. Uh, we will be talking well, Colin Sexton, and we'll be coordinating something with the guys at Locked On Knicks to talk more about it from their perspective. But um, yeah, why don't we start with Colin Sexton, man? Um, I'm not really surprised this stuff's finally coming to a head. I think it's going to get even hotter by the time the draft comes here. But well, can I do? I, I just want to say that like I saw the sham thing today when I was like finishing up some stuff at work. Well, you had like a yeah. five a.m. breakfast today. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I we will talk about that off air. Um, I told my dad about, it and he just looked at me like, "Sorry, bud," because he picked me up when I dropped off my rental car. Um, yeah. So, I, the you thing flirt? about no. No, I drove to oh. Columbus. I I drove. I oh. uh, did have a nice lunch with Bill DeFilippo, though. That was rad. You didn't take your wife's little purple motorcycle down. Uh, you know she Man. she had she had that rock down. I'm I'm not allowed. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, okay, so so the thing with the sex and the shams, I was like, it's. I had a. I just had a tweet because it's like it's not like you and I have been very aware that this has sort of been out there for a little bit, right? Like, this is not, like, a new thing, necessarily. Like, shamed reporting, it sort of adds validity to people believing it, whatever. I don't really care. You're more willing to, like, tweet the sorts of, I just sort of, like, I, I am not. Like, we we sort of are approaching that sort of differently. It is what it is. My point is that, like, also, we sort of... Well, go, I will also go to bat with Colin Sexton stands any day of the week. I just don't have the energy for that. I have things I'd rather do with my time. Um, I just look at this, and I'm just like, yeah, this is sort of something we've been hearing about, hearing rumblings about, like, this is not new. Um, I tend to think that this is agitation from a certain side, not really the cap side. That's sort of my read on the situation. Um, Perhaps I'm wrong, whatever, but I just kind of think we're in a position where, like, yeah, and, like, there there are certain teams that I think his camp, CEA, um, and, and everything would prefer him to go to, and the Knicks, obviously, are kind of one of those teams. Yeah, no, the Knicks are one of those teams. I said it Sunday, right before I was about to go see Black Widow. Uh, perfectly okay movie, by the way. Pew, but though. I, Pew, though. Oh, she was great. Um, 
Scarlett, I don't know. I don't like Scarlett Johansson that much, but, um, back on track here. Um, yeah, I said like the Knicks were interested, the Heat are not a surprise, and the Indiana Pacers are interested. And I was kind of trying to imply this too, but a lot of teams are kind of monitoring this situation at this point, just to see where it goes. Like if the low, asking price is low enough, I think a lot more teams will be interested in trading for Colin. But the Knicks being the most interested team isn't surprising. Um, uh, shouts to Ty Windish. He'll be on the show this week with me while Chris is away. We recorded and, um, and also, just so to, I, I have an episode I need to edit, and that is my fault. And that is why there hasn't been an episode. Um, I told Evan I thought I'd get to it this morning, and then as he alluded to, I had a very early breakfast. That was, okay. was a lot. It's the most important meal of the day, starting at 5 a.m. Well, I was trying to send you a picture of how like exhausted I look when I told you that, and it just I look like a psychopath standing in the lobby of the Greater Columbus Convention Center. Continue. It's, it's all good. So the Derek Rose was arguably the best player for the Dicks in the playoffs because Julius Randle was kind of rendered ineffective. Um, but the fact that Derek Rose has so much mileage and wear and tear on his body um, why don't you get a younger version of a player who can drive to the basket and also, you know, is a bit better of a shooter as well. And, you know, is it as injury prone as Rose and Colin Sexton? And I alluded to this as well, like Cavs fans for whatever reason, God love them. And I think this is just a fan thing in general where people overvalue their assets or not over assets. I should say their people overvalue certain players. Um, and people are claiming for, like, R.J. Barrett or Brandon Ingram if a trade with the Pelicans materialized. Um, the Cavs are negotiating at a disadvantage at this point because it's now publicly known that teams are interested in Colin Sexton, the Knicks. Um, like Chris alluded to, I can confirm a lot of this is coming from his side of things, that if a contract extension doesn't work out with Cleveland and it's not the money that he wants, he would rather be traded with his preferred destinations being, like, New York, Miami, but anything can happen like he can't exactly control where he goes that's Cleveland's choice Colin, Colin Sexton does not have the power to get to exactly where he would want to go he is not he's at not that level pull player or not Davis or like a or a Jimmy or whatever like he's not he yeah. does not have the the kind of power to kind of orchestrate this on whatever way oh oh no not at all and but I, I just think we need to make that clear and that's just that's oh just, yeah so it's clear but people are like saying, oh, this is a terrible fit for like the Cavs and the trade I package I shared. It's Kevin Knox, Obi Toppin, and probably the 21st pick, not the 19th pick in the 2021 draft. That's a pretty decent return for the Cavs, all things considered. I know it's probably disappointing when people have their expectations so high. But at the same time, you're getting a first-round pick in this year's draft. You're getting a starting-caliber power forward because Toppin looked pretty sharp for New York during the playoffs and towards the end of the season. And I don't know. I wouldn't be – like, Kevin Knox, you kind of take a stab at it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and then you move on and or flip him for more assets or something. But I just think the Cavs are scared to pay Colin Sexton the money he wants. And I don't think Sexton's camp is going to let this last until restricted free agency. That's just kind of where they're at right now. Yeah, I do. I do think this is a team that is trying to, or a camp, I should say, that is trying to kind of get him in a position to get paid in a place where he can stay. I think that, and I think that's pretty admirable, right? Like, I, I yeah. do think that is like a smart thing to do. Um, I do also think that, like, I, I think we're in a position where, I, like, I, the Knicks offer just doesn't do 
a, a, a thing, anything for me. Like, I'm sorry, like Kevin Knox. Yeah. Been Kevin bad. Knox. Okay. Kevin Knox is bad. And I don't know. He's kind of, he, it's like, the Dante Exum trade, I guess. He's like a throw-in. Well, at least like Dante Exum had like a good NBA season. Kevin Knox hasn't had a hey, good I'll, NBA season worth a lick. Excuse me, sir. Kevin Knox got in rookie all, or he was put in the Rising Stars game his rookie season over Colin Sexton. So yeah, and that was that was that was stupid as hell. It was. Colin wasn't I, like great to start that year, but that is stupid as hell. Um, also those things just don't. don't they're, oh, it's it's they're, all they're very of a time and like, silly. Well, and, and just, like, I, we top in, like, okay, like, guess former lottery pick, cost-controlled whatever. Like, I don't know if I feel like he's worth the extra money in years you have committed to him when, like, you have sort of other stuff. Like, I, I maintain that the Cavs, like, can cobble together a bunch of minutes at the four if Kevin's gone. If not, you have Kevin Love, Larry Nance Jr., probably Evan Mobley to play some minutes there. Like, you have a lot of bodies. Like, you're a front-court-heavy team. Obi Toppin does not really do it for me. And I sort of think their well, interest in him last year into being more of a smokescreen than anything. Um, I and, I and the future pick, okay, whatever. I also just, like, don't know how much, like, the Knicks, if I'm the Knicks, I understand the Rose, like, sliding him in the Rose roll, whatever. That's a lot of money to pay for him. You also have Emmanuel quickly. Like, you have a guy I, that can kind of maybe do yeah. more of that. Like, I, I just that, don't think that's, that's, like, the clean fit. The cleanest fit is the Heat, if you're Colin. Oh, I think that's, like, actually sure. the best. That is the, if he's going to go somewhere, that is the place to go. Um, he can play that Derrick Rose role next to Jimmy Butler, who has become more and more of a facilitator. And Bam Adebayo is a good play- passer as well. Like, Miami's the perfect role. And your counterarguments to the Knicks are exactly where I get hangups on the fit for this, especially the quickly bit. That's why I just don't think this is, like, a Cavs, like, gauging. Like, this is, like, this is, that's, like, not a good offer for me. If, and, again, if I'm Cleveland, I understand if, like, Colin Camp doesn't want this. Cleveland has every bit of control to run this up until restricted free and see if they want to. And Colin does not strike me as a guy who's going to sulk his way through a season. No, he's going to give maximum effort and then hope the Cavs do right by him. But there is a track record of the Cavs not doing right by their players, but um, more or less. Um, is, there, is there like another team that like, I know our buddy Ryland Styles from Lockdown Thunder is throwing out a fake trade in there. He put Dort instead of Baisley in there. Like I love Dort. So I would, I would, probably yeah. do that the thing the thing is i would not like trade that i'm not trading the number three pick and that's sort of part of that trade construction i'm just not doing that yeah. i'm not interested in that i'm taking evan mobley and i'm just not really thinking twice about this i think Ryland, the sex I, and even yeah, like Ryland, with the heat I'm sorry buddy you're yeah well even with even with the heat even with the heat because you're staring down mobley i'm not like super interested in pro i pressure to chew is interesting but i'm not like eh, i got i like none of these things like really do it for me. I'm I, like, uh, I, 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 like they don't. I'm like pressures might be fine. I know he was a first round pick last year, whatever. Like there's some ups there, but you're gonna get Mobley. You have Jared Allen. Like Nance can play some small ball five. Like you have, you're such. This is such a front court heavy team. Like I say, Hartenstein exists. Like that is not a that is not a talent lacking group for the Cavs. Like they're they're the the thing you trade Sexton for that if you can do it in my mind is like a big creating wing. Even if that means throwing stuff into your package, you do that. That's what the kind of trade you make to get Colin Sexton. But well, that trade is not the ones that are being thrown out there. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, and we're here to name it the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. This week's Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Colin Sexton. Look, I know there are people that think that Evan and I think he's bad or whatever, but look, I think Colin is a really, really exciting player. 
I think this is a guy that has developed and continues to work and continues to grind. I hope the Cavs and him can find a way to not have to break up in forces. I, th- I hope the conversation around him gets a little less insane. I've been thinking a lot about him, going back and watching a lot of his tape, and like the guys just can't when he's on and he's attacking and he's doing Colin Sexton stuff. That's a very, very, very fun player. Colin Sexton brings joy. He brings happiness. He brings enjoyment to a large section of Cavs fans out there. So that's why he is the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week for this week. Remember, it's only worth if you enjoy it and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success and enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game and Colin Sexton is the Ultra Player of the Week. Today's episode is also brought to you by Theragun. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. Plus, the Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. There. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me, who's just a lowly podcaster, just getting through the day with tension-free can be hard, and Theragun can help. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash lockdown right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash lockdown, theragun.com slash lockdown. Nope, in the big creating wing, like you talk like a Ben Simmons player, even though he's technically a forward. Well, it's like that, or like any one of like like of that kind of like if you're gonna get wing help, you sort of shore up some of the lacking minutes you're not getting on the wing here. Like that's the kind of thing you go for. But that kind of player is not like really available nope, for us. They're, section, like they're the other. most valuable thing in the league. Yep, that's the problem. Is they're the most valuable thing in the league, and I think this trade, like whether it's with Miami, whether it's with. Um, the Knicks, if the Cavs are able to snag Cade Cunningham with their first pick, like with the first overall pick, and they're able to have that lottery luck, this trade's a lot more justifiable. Um, oh, I, see, I'm the opposite. If I think I would just hold totally, if you get Cade, I would just hold totally pat. I'm doing that anyway, but Cade, oh yeah, because I, I think Cade is this prospect as a creator, as a guy who's going to amplify others around him. Um, as a guy that like probably like because he's not going to come in like Luca seasoned and everything come in and just kind of hit the ground running in that way I don't think he's a guy that if you surround him with the right kind of pieces and you see if Colin could be that kind of piece I think that's actually like a really interesting way to see if this can all gel together um, and then yeah, if it doesn't work you can worry but like I you also were like oh, let's trade Jared Allen like if they take Evan Mobley kind of thing like I am just sort of like Oh, you talking back? You talking back from the ledge from that? But my my, my yeah. stance still remains. If the Cavs view Allen as a five, I think it's counterproductive to ride this thing out for as long as you can and try to maximize. Yeah, but okay. okay but but this is the thing. This is the thing. What the what the f are the Cavs rushing into with any of this? Is my thing. Like that. That mm. is what I don't understand. That is the thing I just like don't understand. Where it's like everything well, that every no no no. Let me finish. Every I am I've been. Cooped up talking about poinsettias for three days. Let me cook. When when I think about the Cavs, and I think about how they people are talking about them, and I think about how like the the, the sports all thing it talks about. I don't think there should be like a real rush to actually do anything. Is my thing here? Like, what mm-hmm. is the point here of pushing your foot on the gas and just like like okay, let's say you take Evan Mobley. Let's just use this as an example. Like Evan Mobley 
like probably needs some seasoning because he's really thin. He's going to get bruised if he plays a ton of minutes at the five right away. Like, yeah. yes, like maybe in two years he develops into this guy. It's like, okay, it's very clear he's a five. Let's flip Jared Allen. You don't have to do that now. I understand, like, you you should – but you should also sign him because you kind of have to. And, look, the other thing is the Cleveland Cavaliers are not a situation where you – no NBA team is ever, like, in these actual perfect situations. All of these teams are sort of, like, kind of flawed in some ways, especially unless mm-hmm. you get, like – three overriding superstars to sort of override some of that to some degree. The Cavs are just always going to have some flaws and weirdness and quirks, and it's about embracing them and maximizing them to your advantage. And I think you should try and do that instead of trying to fit together like a perfect roster. Like that to me is a more practical way of roster building than, okay, like we drafted this guy who's big. Like the, the Pacers like making Sabonis and like Turner like kind of worked as, as well as they have is like a thing a lot of the Cavs should like really learn from. Like, look, like this isn't always perfect. But like we're trying to at least build something that is not that is at least competent for for a stretch of time here. Well, my only counter argument to that is is I don't think Kobe Altman has the ability to construct stability. He's got to try and make some wind down moves and crack a few eggs to make an omelet at the same time. Yeah, That's but but what that but get at. But if he cracks some eggs to make an omelet, he's gonna fuck up the omelet at this one because you these when you get back into a corner like this and you do stuff just to do stuff, it doesn't really work. He's gonna like overcook the egg. He's gonna burn the omelet, and the cheese is like. And the pepper, it's just all going to taste come up bad, and you're going to have to cover it in hot sauce to make it palatable to eat. Okay, that's fair. And to circle back even further, um, the Tyler Harrow press is actually what trade does some things for me because actually it was cost-controlled. Harrow, I think, is not a great fit for Cleveland, but I'm intrigued by that at least. Um, you and I joked about how he's going to take yachts on Lake Erie all the time and show off his IG girlfriends what it's like living in Northeast Ohio. But... um. I think actually is just interesting enough. He could be a competent backup big to Allen. Uh, I don't think he's like actively harmful or anything. So like, no, I don't, I don't think that. And in all seriousness, if this trade like push came to shove, and let's say Miami was would say, okay, we'll take on Kevin Love's contract as well. If that means we can get Colin Sexton, I think you really got to entertain that conversation then. Because if yeah. Miami's willing to extend Sexton, because I've kind of gathered that the reason the Cavs are also arguing at like a disadvantage for these ex- trades is the fact that a lot of teams don't want to extend Colin, the money that he wants at least, and then I think Miami and New York could talk him down a little bit. But if the Heat are saying, "Hey, we'll take on Kevin Love if you trade us Colin Sexton," and it costs and it gets the Cavs back Andre Godala's expiring contract which they'd probably either buy out or trade for something else and then they get like Tahiro Nachiwa that brings me to the table at least like that keeps me intrigued I'm like okay there might be something here but it's frustrating to say the least and Kobe Altman may lose his job unless he can convince Dan Gilbert that he has a vision still but um there's something there well, there's still I. I mean, I think there are like a lot of questions also like about Cavs ownership that are like not really maybe appropriate to speculate about, but like I do think they are like oh yeah complicated. Um, it's all complicated. It's messy. Yeah, and I want to say Nick's region in the chat said that's this. That's why I think so. Sexton could increase his value based on play next season. That's why I think the Cavs are kind of rushing this. They don't think he's capable of putting in better numbers last year. They're trying to sell him at his highest point. I think that's right. And I think that if you look at Ryland, no. Darius, shut up. The 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 thing with that is like yeah, and like he could be a guy that like has his numbers go down and like it's is what it is. Um, 
Yeah. Can we talk about the Olympic stuff a little bit? I just want to, I feel sure. like we, we have, we're going to do this for another like 10, 15 minutes. People have questions. We'd like to answer them, drop them below. Um, maybe yeah. we'll have one person come up on stage towards the end. If you have a question you and you come up and troll, I will immediately kick you out of the room. Just fair warning. But got to say the Kevin Love Olympic experience, like I, I got to, you know, it's, it's, I'm not going to blame him for anything with Team USA. Like that team just has, has some flaws. I thought Ricky O'Donnell wrote a very good piece about that um, over at SB Nation today. Um, so people should go read that. But I, I think like the Kevin Love, I, I, ha- I just got to say him trying to like draw the Kevin Love patent pending like shoulder lean in foul on a catch and shoot three is in like not gonna oh, get called. It's just like oh my god, so oh, boy, buddy, this is gonna be removed from your game next year. You're gonna have to adapt again. Yeah, it's so funny to watch. I don't know. Team USA is kind of a mess. I think uh, Colangelo did a bad job assembling this roster. I agree that Julius Randle probably should have gotten the invite over Kevin Love. But well, yeah, say let's talk. Say it, it, well, it's like I, I was thinking about what this team would look like with like one of one of Jared Allen or Rashawn Holmes, and oh, they're yeah. not on the team. They're not on the team because of money money stuff, basically. Yes, uh, I know for because they both are free Jared, agents. Like so, like you, Jared didn't even do the select team because of his pending free agency, because why would you risk getting injured for essentially not like basketball that has no meaning for your career other than like a gold medal opportunity. Mm-hmm. So the Olympics yeah, is funny. Like it is funny. Um, we'll see how it goes. Once they get to Tokyo, there's plenty of time left. I still think it's wild that after losing to Nigeria and getting your ass kicked by Australia, the, Team USA is the overwhelming favorite to win the gold. So if Kevin Love somehow maximizes this opportunity for it with Team USA, I think there's going to be maybe like a glimmer of trade value. And like I said, if the Heat are willing to take on his contract, I think that's pretty much the only legit destination right now to trade for him because I just feel like a buyout's inevitable. And once he gets back from Team USA, I think we're going to just quickly see like a Shams or Woes report that says like, the Cleveland Cavaliers and Ke- for all oh, former all-star forward Kevin Levin agreed to a buyout and like he's going to sign with Brooklyn or Portland or shoot even Miami if he really wants to still go there or even the Lakers if he wants to play with AD and LeBron he's probably going to sign for like the vet men play some meaningful basketball as like a reserve bench big like he he could take on a Blake Griffin role and be like actually pretty helpful in that spot yeah, it's interesting to see him sort of talk about himself as, like, in this next stage of his career. I think that's just been sort of an interesting development of late when he's spoken it's, in the media. It's, it's sad. I don't know. It's sad. It's, but it's, I also, like, just respect. I, one of the things I respect the is self-awareness I respect, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, like, that's, being, honest, that's, being honest with yourself is, like, the most big, like, one of the biggest things an NBA player can do. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is this your Odyssey and LX or an EX or whatever else the question might be? And wait for the person behind the counter to order the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand the warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com and in your pocket, so maybe you should check it out. Why should you spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Example, if you're a Honda Odyssey driver, a Odyssey fuel pump is 353 from a chain store and only 216 from Rock Auto. That's 216. That's the Cleveland area code. That's just some really great synergy right there. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. 
Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Yes. Um, I also just I also think Darius like he hasn't obviously played a ton. I I just think that he he did a media availability. We're gonna we're gonna do a USA basketball thing with him um, on the feed this week. I think we're gonna record it tomorrow. We have to kind of figure this out. I'm my brain is everywhere obviously right now. But um, yeah. I look at I look at um, Darius and I I just think this experience even if like obviously like, I don't know if he's gonna be on like an Olympic team one day. Like I, I you know that's very much still up in the air. Um, what I do, what I do think is that this experience is really good for him. Yeah. This is, and he's the pass that we saw him throw to to Draymond. Draymond tonight was like, you're like, hell yeah, brother. This is exactly what I want from, from Darius Garland and a very, very good sign. Oh yeah. That's, it's encouraging as heck to see Darius making smart reads like that again. Um, I, I think it's nice that he got the pick from like Popovich selected him to come with as part of the select team too. Just kind of be a part of these exhibitions as the finals keep going. I know the game against uh, for Milwaukee and Phoenix is tonight, and so we'll kind of have a clear. No, it's tomorrow. Excuse me. We'll have a clearer idea of um, when Drew and like Chris and uh, Book are going to be available. So we'll see what that is. But hey, maybe if one of the mops out there is goes to Tokyo and people get even more upset. I do think about this though. Speaking of Team USA, like with how they play. Do you think Colin would do well in this? I really do think like uh, having a bucket getter like that would be helpful for them when their offense goes so stagnant and they're just like no, nah, not on not on this team. You don't think so? No, like they have Kevin, they have Durant and De- like they have guys that should be able to do that. Oh, uh, evidently they don't because it's they, not they, working. I'm sorry, like no, like that's that's joke. like they have the, the Damian Lillard and and Kevin Durant, like. Are on this team like you should you should be what 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 has struck me most with USA Today with oh my god um you can tell I've stayed in the hotel you can tell I've stayed in the hotel because I said USA Today um what has struck me most about watching the games um has been just like the little like things that I just want the Cavs to add to their offense like I just the more basketball I've watched in the playoffs the more USA basketball stuff I've watched WNBA stuff I've watched. I just keep being reminded how like boring of an offensive coach GB Pickerstaff oh. is. Yeah, they're so um, vanilla, like, man. Well, like, did you see that the little thing they ran tonight where it's like the they ran like a pick and roll, but instead of just a straight up pick and roll against drop, they had Dame like give the entry pass to Draymond. Draymond as a non shooting big, like does a little quick handoff back to Dare to, to to Dame to get the ball going, and then like the pick and roll just functions better because it's pushing the defense in a different direction. It gives himself another to think about. I'm like, okay, like Jared Allen has to get comfortable with this, but like you should be trying to do this with him to create more space to get him maybe an easier roll to the rim. Like you have to add wrinkles like that into your offense if you're going to actually not yeah, be dog shit team next year. You have oh, to. Absolutely. You have to. Like that's, those are just, I don't know. There's just a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, Kenny Atkinson uh, being scooped up was an unfortunate thing that Cleveland could not be a part of. I think a couple of these assistant coaches, like Lloyd Pierce going to Indiana, was less than ideal. Um, these are guys that I was hoping Cleveland could kind of pursue. Like I know Lloyd Pierce is more of a quote-unquote defensive-minded coach, and he specializes in developing big men. When you look at Joel Embiid, like, that's like his tried-and-true prize project. But 
I don't know, man. I think Cleveland is kind of asleep at the wheel when it comes to hiring a new assistant, and I feel like they're going to do another one of those out of like Lindsey Gottlieb was a great addition for the Cavs. Don't get me wrong, but they're going to go for another like out of the box hire like that, and it's going to the offense is going to look stagnant, and it's going to just be the same complaints and grumbles we had last year, except amplified because now there's added pressure for the Cavs to be like a playoff quote unquote caliber team. Uh, Darius, like two minutes ago, uh, threw to Duran in the post, relocated to get a back screen from Draymond and hit open three pointer. You just love to see it. That guy is going to be really, really good. That oh, guy's yeah. going to be a uh, star. Like I talked about on the Colin episode of Locked On Cavs, I alluded to the fact that the Cavs are kind of steering the vision of the organization towards Darius being like the centerpiece. There's a reason why they feel that way. And like I also said, when Chris and I talk about Darius getting the invite, there's a reason why Darius was given the invite over any other Cavs player. I mean, Jared Allen would have gone too, but there's a reason why Darius Garland was picked for the select team. <laughs> he's he's, um, uh, he's going to be so freaking good. And if Sean Woodley was here, I just like you know say hey, I don't see Jaw with the select team. Well, the thing with Jaw and stuff, um, I think with Zion and those guys. By the way, I know. I'm just, I just want to say this because like, well, Jaw had a tweet tonight where he was like, wonder, like, oh, like, why? Who are these guys? And it's like Jaw, like, you aren't on this team because they didn't want to just like guarantee you a spot. You don't want to bother with the select team. I think is the vibe, which is just like, which is sort of funny. Um, Okay, so I, but I want to end on this. This is from Ryan Jordan in the chat. Here's his comment. It feels like Nance could be expendable if they drift Mobley. I feel like they should try to sell high on him also. Something they didn't do with Verger earlier last decade. What do you think about that? That's an interesting point. I do think Nance... Uh, it's tough because he's like an ambassador for the city and the team, so it makes it a little harder to, you know, trade him from like a business ops standpoint and, you know, like a team chemistry standpoint. Like, I know some people have their qualms with how Larry is like buddy-buddy with Kevin and stuff, but Larry's a well-respected leader in that locker room. So, like, that's tough. But, yeah, if, like, you get Mobley, um, and I think more so, like, the priority should be getting rid of Kevin Love. Not really getting rid you know what I mean. But either way. Um, and let's say the theoretical top-in for Sexton trade happens, and you run in next year with your starting your rotation being, like, your starting four is Mobley with his backup being Larry Nance, and then your starting five is Allen with his backup being Obi Toppin because he played Toppin at the five because Trevor Magnotti shouts to him. In fact, he was doing his draft analysis, said Toppin's better to play the five than the four in the NBA. Um, that's a pretty fun rotation, I think. I think getting rid of Kevin Love makes things easier, but I think Larry Nance has value, and if the Cavs want to trade him, there's going to be a lot of contending teams that are interested in trading for him. Yeah, um, like I know Denver still really wants him. Phoenix wants him. Portland. Wants he'd be him. he'd be playing like meaningful minutes if he's on uh, Phoenix right now in the finals. Oh, for sure. Um, like he played it. He I don't know Milwaukee. Milwaukee has a ton, like Bobby Portis is out of his freaking mind. So I don't know. If would you Would you trust Nance or PJ Tucker? Uh, PJ Tucker because PJ Tucker is so good defensively. Okay. Like, um, what about you? Probably Nance. You think so? You think? Nah, Nance I mean, maybe not. I don't really know. Um, PJ's a weird. He, he he PJ's like an interesting pickup. Like he, like when Milwaukee ran into Brooklyn, like that's why the Bucks brought in PJ Tucker, and he's still valuable against Phoenix. Don't get me wrong, but it's just interesting, I guess. I think I I don't know if I think this is like. Huh. I think the Nance thing is a little more complicated. I think he just, 
I get the appeal to just go assets, assets, assets. I just kind of think I'd, I like having the adult around. I like having a guy who knows what he's doing around. I like having yeah. a guy that like and can contribute. And losing makes that tough too. Yeah, like this, it's sort of interesting that like there isn't like uh, that Mintz and Love are kind of the elder vet guys right now if I'm thinking about the roster. I guess Tori and Prince, Love, I don't know if Prince operates in that way. Excuse me. I mean, Torian did say he's mentally re- and physically ready to go for next season, and retweeted a Cavs fan saying that he's all in. So maybe, but um, yeah, yeah I'm like, looking at the roster right now. Like, and it's like the last member of that 2016 squad, and Delvin never. If you, if I had a bet on that, like I would have. Oh uh, no. Yeah, no. There's no way you would have told me Kevin Love would be the last one standing. I would have thought like maybe Tristan Thompson or something. Yeah. Um. I get so I get the appeal of maybe wanting to flip Nance. I guess I just sort of I'm like I kind of you think, getting like, back for it. Yeah, I yeah. Like, are you getting just like two like late firsts? Like, I don't. I just don't know if I want to like do the like. I don't know if the Cavs can like out do pick the Thunder with stuff, right? Like, I just yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. But it's all interesting. I also just like think like that kind of guy can be really good to play. Like I the the fit needs to be ironed out and like we need to see what his shooting looks like, I guess and stuff, but uh cuz that makes it like a, like him not being a pure pure stretch guy is like makes him tough for the Coro and and Mobley in theory, but like I like him as like the veteran third big who like loves being in the city, loves like being around and then like can supplement Allen and and Mobley. And yeah. then like like can play some small ball five. Like I actually kind of think I I hope we see some more small ball five for him next year. Yeah, be especially like especially if Mobley can like shoot it a little bit or like do some playmaking and like Larry can like do his own little playmaking at times, but also like run, run and set screens and dive and just do like and dunk a lot. Like I think that would probably be kind of a good fit for him as opposed to having him have to like stand in the corner a lot. Yep, absolutely agree. I think using Larry and that's something JD talked to me about, and I feel like the Cavs kind of abandoned a bit was using some of that playmaking ability and, like, some of the versatility of Larry in the offense more, I think they need to explore that a lot. And, again, if you bring in, like, an offensive tactician as one of your – I guess Lindsey was they, – they, I, I think they need, like, a legitimate offensive coordinator. Like, I, I don't really yeah. have, like, a lot of, like, faith that J.B. Bickerstaff is, like, going to, like, revamp his offense to be more modern and creative. Because, like, the, this is going to be, like, a weird-fitting roster, regardless of what it looks like. And, like, you have to yeah. you have to figure – you have to work coach around that. Like, that falls on the coach to coach around that. And I don't know if, like, J.B.'s track record is sort of, like, awkward as it has been because of the, the the Houston thing and the, how the Cavs – like, he's never had, like, an optimal situation, but he's also never, like, sort of coached his way to make these unoptimal situations, like, better, right? Like, on the offensive end, yep. at the very least. Oh, no, I absolutely agree. Kev, never boring in our little world, Evan. No, it's not, man. I, uh, working on a little story for Redacted, and I said, you know, out of all Evan's teams in the uh, offseason. I was going to make, uh, I was going to make a joke about where you were working, but I don't want to, I, I, I will text it to you because I don't want to say it and, like, I'm gonna probably I didn't want to ask when I read it, so. Well, I was trying not to be mean to you, even though you sent a lot. You sent me a very rude mother, mother joke just unannounced the other day. Bro, it was so good. I was so proud of myself because I got that flash flood warning. And if you if you guys can just I mean, put two and two together, so it's, it's extremely uncomfortable. Uh, well, I won't say what I just thought, but um, it's uh, yeah, no. Uh, I've been working on a story for Redacted, and 
I'm like the Cavs are have been in like an off season. I'm paraphrasing an off season mode for a while, but they've had like one of the busiest off seasons I've seen because they're just like in the news quite a bit. And this Colin Sexton stuff's been bubbling, and I think it's going to get even more bubbly the closer we get to the draft, which is you know about two weeks away. Um, yeah, sneak out up on a seven. Let's just and then this what percentage right now today seven thirty six p.m. on. Uh, Tuesday, July 13th. I totally did not have to look on my Apple Watch to know what day it is. Um, nice Apple Watch flex. Yeah, shuts to my Joe, my Biden bucks paying for my, my me and my wife's Apple uh, Watch. Well. I, I, I have one too, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I use my I'm, a, I'm an SLUT for my Apple Watch because those badges really keep me going. Yes. Um, what percentage would you say that Evan Mobley is going to be the pick? What percentage would you put on that right now? 95%. Yeah, I'm there too. I think 90 to 95 is the right range. I think Detroit and Houston are going to get cute with each other. I think Detroit's going to try and really drive up the bar- the asking price for Cade Cunningham. And one of those two will be either a Rocket or a Piston. And then Evan Mobile will just fall to Cleveland. And, you know, I know some folks are upset about that. But trust me, Evan Mobile is going to be pretty freaking good at the NBA. Yeah, it also would be kind of rad to see Isaac Okoro put the clamps on uh... – on uh, Green. Jalen Green in Division Four, or Kate Cunningham too, either or. Okora rocks. I just want everyone. My, I am the, I'm at the the front of that carriage driving that. I'll hop on with you, and if he plays summer league, we're going to be undeniably annoying if he like improves his shot <laughs> <laughs> in Vegas. Yeah. We won't even be, we we might not even be able to get in, but we'll just sit outside being annoying everybody. Well, yeah, I, I want I want to say I had I was having a lunch with uh, I'm going to keep bragging about this. I had lunch with Bill D. Filippo over yesterday. Yesterday, wow, did you kiss him goodbye afterwards? Jeez, well, we, we hugged each other when I met him, Evan, for the first time. He gave me a hug. And then we had a big beer, do. a big beer. Well, multiple big beers on that was that was uh, the first time I saw him at a bar. I saw him at a bar. Uh, the night before, and then his cousin was there. His cousin Tony, which is from New Jersey, which is very funny considering how Italian Tony Bill DiFilippo, is. that is so, yeah. such an yeah. Italian name. From New Jersey! <laughs> from New Jersey! Does he work in waste management? No, but I thought he, Bill was setting that up, and then he was like, oh, he's actually starting to be a doctor. And I thought he was setting me up uh-huh. for a waste management joke, and I got really excited. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I was about to just yell gabagool so loud. Bill also, when Cam Johnson dunked on P.G. Tucker, Bill about, like, walked out of the bar just because of how excited, <laughs> excited he was. It was amazing. But then today, Bill, or yesterday, the man. yeah, Bill rocks. Um, he showed up in a Juventus jersey, and we had a little t- talk about that. Um, but uh, he was saying that, like, even if you don't get credentials, you should just go because it's worth it for the networking. And, like, apparently Brad Rowland, like, loves to gamble, and I just, like, this doesn't compete with my brain. Yeah, no. Uh, Bill rocks. Also, Brad six two. Uh, Brad Rowland. Yeah, that's what Bill told me, and I'm like, kind of like, what the what the hell? I never knew this. I figured I figured Brad would be like three feet tall because he's so withered from exhaustion. Oh, he doesn't sleep. That guy's a crazy yeah. man. We really need like a like a caffeine sponsorship for the for the network. That no, we do not because I have a caffeine problem. The last thing I need is free. I'm just caffeine. again. I'm I am saying my dream sponsorships are Heatness, the hot sauce store. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? I, what was the other one I said? Allbirds. Totally, oh, and Allbirds. Yeah, comfy ass shoes. Allbirds. They are worth the price. Like you think, oh, 110 bucks for a pair of tennis shoes. 
Oh no, they last so long and they're so gosh dang comfy. Alright, that's gonna be it. Everyone no thinks free sponsors. On. Well, only in Green Room. But everyone, thanks for coming on. It was a pleasure to have so many of you here. Uh and uh yeah, we'll be doing these again next week and uh throughout the draft the more pods continue. I'm gonna go do some audio editing after I eat dinner. And uh everyone, have a good one. Later. Next week, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Lockdown and Odyssey, debuts. Featuring an analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Draft, Chad Ford, and Odyssey NBA experts, Brian Scalabrini and former general manager, Ryan McDonough. Our Lockdown NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y.